The Denver Broncos have made a surprising move of the offseason. They've moved on from kicker Brandon McManus. Who are some options that the Broncos could take a look at as they'll be in the market for a brand new kicker in 2023? You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available. And a special mile high salute to all the everyday listeners out there. Let us know in the YouTube comments down below if you're an everyday listener. We appreciate you so much. Broncos country. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside as always by my co-host, Sarah Benninger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, as OTAs begin this week for the Broncos, we woke up to some news essentially or a little bit on Tuesday morning about the Broncos making a decision to move on from Quite possibly the longest tenured Bronco in recent memory and Brandon McManus, the last remaining member of the Super Bowl 50 franchise that won the championship that year. A little bit of a surprise at this point of the offseason. I would have expected maybe this to come sooner, but it comes here today. What are your thoughts here, my friend? Well, I think you got to acknowledge the greatness of McManus's Super Bowl 50 run. Of course, we'll, we'll focus on the details and the facts of why the Broncos did this eventually here, but I think First and foremost, Brandon McManus, as the longest tenured Bronco on the team, he deserves some flowers for the career that he had with the Denver Broncos. And that goes back to that 2015 season. Remember when he came to the team, there was the whole situation with Matt Prater, the suspension that he was going through. And the Broncos actually traded for Brandon McManus and he kind of struggled right away. Remember that? And and they put him on the practice squad and they had two kickers and it was a whole Who was the other kicker? Was it was it Connor Barth? So, yes, Connor Barth. Oh my yeah. gosh! Wow. wow. If Connor Barth, if you're listening to this, Connor, I mean, man, he that couldn't was even. Time. Wasn't he the guy that couldn't kick? Like he just couldn't kick off well, and McManus was yes. the kickoff. Oh, wow, wow. What a, isn't that? What a funny? throwback, man. That is that brings back some memories. I can't say whether good or bad, but it brings back memories. That's for sure. So, but look, the Broncos had Brandon McManus. They got him, developed him, really at the exact right time. Right, that that whole special teams unit became amazing in that Super Bowl 50 season. Remember Kayvon Webster being such an ace there, flying downfield and punting kickoff coverage? Brandon McManus took a huge step forward that season. And down the stretch that year, all those close games the Broncos remember last year, this in the 2022 season, they lost, what, 10 one-score games out of the 12 losses that they had? The reason that they won so many one-score games in 2015 was Brandon McManus. I mean, he was lights out, especially in the playoffs Cody, I can't remember exactly. Let me pull up his stat sheet from that season because I know it was a ridiculous number, but he made every single field goal that he kicked in the 2015 season. So, I mean, I think it was like 13 or something like that. It's taken a while to load here. But but the the point remained, 10 field goals, 10 field goals and uh, three extra points. So 13 total kicks. I knew I was on to something there. Brandon McManus lights out in the 2015 postseason, a key reason why the Broncos were able to win Super Bowl 50. So 
mile high salute to Brandon McManus for all that he did for the Denver Broncos and the great kicking that he's, you know, been providing throughout the years. Yeah, and, and I think there's a larger conversation that we'll have here on today's episode of the show, kind of looking into the reasons maybe why Denver decided to move on from McManus. You'll get that on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we do we definitely have to take some time here to recognize what McManus did. And not only that, I think, you know, McManus was a very outspoken personality for the Broncos in a sense. You know, for us media folk, we kind of like players who speak their mind and don't sugarcoat things at times. You know, when it comes to the NFL PA and, and some of the rules like Brandon McManus was always the Broncos representative for the NFL Players Association in terms of the union. And I think when it comes to like football rules, player safety, he always magnified, I think, the issues that needed to be addressed. And a lot of the players in the locker room really followed suit there. Not to mention, hey, McManus has been a team captain for quite some time. But, you know, the, the saying goes, all good things come to an end. And while we can look back right here and look back on history, right? When we think about great Broncos kickers, obviously Jason Elam being one of the ones for, for a lot of us young guys, you know, watching when we were younger as, as teenagers, Elam comes to mind. Prater obviously was good. And then there is Brandon McManus, who, as you mentioned, helped the Broncos in one of the more important stretches that they've had as a franchise in modern history here, obviously with Super Bowl 50. Kicker, like great kickers are hard to come by. And for a while, like, yeah, there were questions about McManus because let's go back to that very first season where they had him on. I remember a game against the Patriots. I think he missed like two or three kicks in that game in, in his first season. I think it was in 2014 with the Broncos, and everyone's like frustrated. Then the next year, you know what? He just goes perfect in the postseason. They're like, hey, you know what? We have an answer here. And I know we, we were always waiting. We were always clamoring. Can he get an opportunity to maybe kick a super, super long field goal before you know, halftime expires or whatnot to, to break the record that Matt Prater previously said at 64. Thank you a lot, Justin Tucker, for making that even more difficult for NFL kickers in today's day and age of the NFL. But, you know, especially being inside a, a dome in which he did that, that was also impressive against the Detroit Lions. But for McManus, now you look, you look back at the time that you had with him, it was a great time. There were some ups, there were some downs, but that's all part of everybody's story. But for the most part, he'll always be remembered as the one guy who helped the Broncos win a Super Bowl in 2015. And for him to be the longest 10-year Super Bowl 50 champion still remaining on the roster, at least initially in 2022, that right there is impressive. Eight seasons in the books for Brandon McManus. And so, as Sarah did say, we do give a mile-high salute to him as well. But on top of that, I think we have to take a look at the other side of things here for the Denver Broncos. If, if you're going to move on from a kicker, what does that mean? Does this release any cap space? Does it free up Denver? Is it a post-June 1st designation? These are things we'll discuss. But also on top of that, who the hell is going to be the kicker for the Broncos this upcoming season? That is a huge question that we will look to answer on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. The Denver Nuggets are Western Conference champions. They'll host the NBA Finals here for Game 1 and Game 2. Will it be against the Heat? Will it be against the Celtics? You have to tune in to find out because right now, new customers, they can get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Who is going to be the Denver Broncos kicker with Brandon McManus being released? Now the Broncos go into OTAs without a kicker on the roster, which is very interesting, Cody. The timing of all this, 
kind of fascinating. Of course, you don't want to necessarily drag anything like this out. But like you mentioned in the previous segment, kind of felt like this was a move that could have been made earlier in the offseason if the Broncos were going to do it and maybe pursue alternatives on the kicking market. Obviously, that market has played itself out. Kickers that were free agents, uh, primary ones, have signed elsewhere. There's still some out there, though. Who is going to be the Denver Broncos kicker in 2023, or is it going to be a surprise? This is a great question, right? Because you look at free agency. Thank goodness for things like Spot Track that tell you, okay, hey, these are the guys that are still available. Shout out Spot Track for for the assist there. Don't know. Is it going to be a veteran guy? Do the Broncos need a veteran? Do they need a young guy? Are there any college free agents out there that didn't get invited to a team's camp or anything that could come in and, and maybe compete, throw their name in the hat here? There, here's how I think maybe it will go for the Broncos. I wouldn't be surprised, right? Now, during rookie minicamp, they did invite a young kicker, UTSA kicker, Jared Sackett, uh, for rookie minicamp. We didn't get to see them do really anything at all during that period. So it's not like we're going to have a really great evaluation on him coming into things, but there has not been an extended invite to, obviously, the team's roster here. It could change, obviously, with the release of McManus. There are some veteran guys available as well, but I think we have to ask ourselves the biggest question here before we dive into some of the options. What do the Broncos need at kicker? And Sarah, I'm going to throw it back to you. Like, this is the one thing we have to ask ourselves. If you're getting rid of Brandon McManus, what did you get from McManus initially, right? I would say from 40, 40 to 49 yards, you got consistency. I mean, he was 10 for 10 last season from 40 to 49. However, it was the 20 to 29, the 30 to 39, and obviously the 50 plus where he did struggle. He, I think he was six of seven, if I'm not mistaken, from 20 to 29 yards. So he had one miss there. It was a block from 30 to 39. He had, I think, two misses there. I think it was like four of six attempts. And then from, I think, 50 plus, I think he was eight of 13 <laughs> overall there, including the infamous Monday night football 64 yarder there. Thank you so much, Nathaniel Hackett, going back to that and reliving that here. But what, what did you get from Brandon McManus? And if you're getting rid of him, what does that say that you need now from your new kicker? Well, I think what you got from him last year was a little too much inconsistency, right? His field goal percentage, as you outlined all the different distances, which that does play into the equation overall, 77.8% in terms of field goal percentage, which is not very good. I mean, when you look at the best guys in the league, they're hovering around 86, 87 and above that. So McManus, well below what you would consider maybe the threshold for top tier kickers, especially when you look at how much he's getting paid, right? And that matters. That factors into this whole situation and equation. And you also look at missed extra points as well, which has gotten a bit out of hand over the last couple of years. Since, let's see, since 2020, Cody, he missed three extra points in 2020. He missed one in 2021, and he missed two in 2022. So, I mean, that's just, uh, to me, that's just too many missed extra points over the last handful of years, right? you got to be locked in from, from the extra point distance, right? And there's, how many times has it happened over the last couple of years? Obviously not that many in, you know, relatively speaking, but like the Broncos score a touchdown and they, they get some momentum, right? They go up six, nothing. And then McManus come out and he missed the extra point. And it's like, okay, well we can't have nice things, you know, around here at scene. And, and it just kind of felt like that every so often, right? When, when you need him to just come through, do the job, it just didn't happen at the at seemingly the worst possible times. And so I know a lot in Broncos country had grown frustrated with Brandon McManus in recent years. I think Brandon McManus maybe grew a little frustrated with Broncos country as well. He was no stranger to taking to Twitter and things like that to express, you know, how he was feeling about things. And he was also 
his own worst critic on there, right? He'd go on Twitter after a game and be like, I should have made this, I should have done this, you know? And, and so he took accountability at the very least, but man, the consistency wasn't there. So I think that's gotta be the number one thing they're looking for from the next kicker is, hey, can you come in and be an 85% or better as a you know field goal kicker? Well, and I think that begs the question now, like, okay, so who are the available options here that maybe could provide that consistency? And I think when you take a look at the veteran route, there's Robbie Gould, who was a kicker for the San Francisco 49ers last season. Obviously, we all know him as a guy who has hurt the Broncos in past games when he was a member of the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, especially that Tony Scheffler game where he hit that, I think it was like 59-yard game winner to end that game in which Denver should have won, considering the lead that they had in that game with old Brandon Marshall, Jake Cutler, and old Scheffler. But, uh, you know, aside from that, you know, Mason Crosby played his college football at CU. So, I mean, is there any tie there? Could they bring him home for one last hurrah? And I also think maybe we have to ask the question, how much of this is going to be predicated off of leg, leg strength as well? Like, is that going to be is something that they're looking for a guy who can kick 60 plus yard field goals? Because Sarah, I mean, I don't think if you're finding yourself in situations where you have to just nail like 50 plus yard field goals all the time, I don't know if, you know, how good you're going to be on special teams. This is a complete revamp of the special team side of the ball, a new mentality, a new philosophy with Ben Kodwika, with Mike Westhoff assisting in that you have a new punter, new long snapper. Now you're going to have a new kicker here under Sean Payton in his first season as the Broncos head coach. Do you want a guy who's just going to be consistent from 20, 30 and 40 plus, and then maybe take a gamble on the 50? I mean, that that's tough. And who can offer that at this point? Right. And that's the question, right? We, we were going to have to do some blitzing and researching on these kickers, right? You mentioned Mason Crosby available. I know he hit from beyond 50 last season. So these older kickers, it's not necessarily like, hey, they lose leg strength as they get older. These guys can do this for a long time. So you might be signing an older kicker and this guy can still boot it. And I know that this guy's name, Cody, is not going to ring some very positive bells due to the fact that he missed a bunch of extra points in the playoffs, but Brett Maher did hit from 60 last season with the Dallas Cowboys and was one of the NFL's more accurate kickers throughout the course of the season. So, of course, the, the bad taste in everybody's mouth over what happened in the postseason, but he's an option out there as well. So there's guys, and I can't help but wonder, is this coaching staff going to go after somebody who's who's done it before or do they have something up their sleeve like it, a move like this kind of makes you wonder or think like they've got to have been planning this for some time now they have to have already had a plan in motion to be able to wait to make this move because like we mentioned it's not something that they they didn't I mean they could have easily done this earlier in the offseason right they could have done this early given Brandon McManus the opportunity to go out there at the early stages of free agency but in my opinion, I think they're doing this now because they've already had a plan in place and we just have to wait to see it unfold. My guess is, Cody, this guy's going to be out there during the mini camp that the Broncos are having this week and OTAs and things like that. So we'll kind of see. Or maybe it's multiple guys. Maybe they like somebody in the XFL. I haven't looked to see who was really kicking well in the XFL this year either. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Maybe they call up destroying, right? The YouTube legend who's a kicker punter, you know? So uh, all kidding aside, though, there's got to be somebody that they're planning on bringing in that Ben Kotwika and Mike Westhoff like. I looked through the years who they've had as kickers at their various different stops. Cody, Dustin Hopkins, who was with Ben Kotwika for a long time in Washington. He's obviously with the Los Angeles Chargers right now. Mike Westhoff had Will Lutz most recently when he was coaching the New Orleans Saints. He's not available. So 
the the guy the connections aren't necessarily there at least recently yeah i'm excited to see what the broncos pro scouting department comes up with here who they want to bring in because as you mentioned if they were making this move they have a plan in place or as sean payton and george payton would say they have a vision i'm excited to find out what that vision is i know broncos country is as well broncos country let us know if you're watching on youtube down below make sure you comment your thoughts on this episode your thoughts on the release of brandon mcmanus who you think the broncos should pursue or if you always want to tweet us you always can on twitter at cody work nfl at sarah bettinger at lockdown broncos that's one way we can get everything as well we appreciate all your interaction broncos country but we're going to continue the conversation here today looking a little bit deeper why did the broncos release Brandon McManus, and also some other things. Could another move be on the horizon here regarding cap space? You'll get that and much more on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Let me tell you about the Lockdown Nuggets podcast. Now, if you're a Nuggets fan like me, a diehard Nuggets fan, you got to listen to the Lockdown Nuggets podcast hosted by Adam Adas and Matt Moore. You're Denver Nuggets. They're going to the NBA Finals for the first time in their franchise's history. They'll either take on the Miami Heat or they'll take on the Boston Celtics. And Ball Arena will be popping, and so will the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Check them out today wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Could another move be coming here for the Denver Broncos after the release of Brandon McManus? This is a question we want to throw out to everybody in Broncos country. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment in the comment section down below. Interact with other members of Broncos country. We just want to say thank you so much as well. Broncos country for tuning in. In Locked On Broncos, your first listen of the day every single day, Sarah. Let's kind of take this to court here a little bit as well, right? Because if you're going to make a move, there's a plan, there's a vision in place, as you and I have talked about. One thing we do not know as of the time that we're sitting down and recording this episode is whether or not the release of McManus is a post-June 1st designation. Now, part of me thinks that it is because McManus initially came out and he tweeted that story, you know, the story will come out in a couple of days as to maybe why they moved on from him. I'm very curious to maybe hear his side as to maybe how things are going, but Ultimately, this could give the Broncos more cap space. And obviously, if you have more cap space, could this mean that another roster move could be incoming here for this team? I think it's an interesting question to throw out here to everybody in Broncos country. Well, they've freed up a lot of cap space seemingly in the last couple of weeks, Cody. We go back to the very strange stipulation, I guess you could call it, by re-signing Kareem Jackson for, I believe, the fourth consecutive year, or third consecutive, whatever the, however many consecutive years, there's some trigger that the Broncos get cap space from it. It was over two million, even. So it was, it was a substantial amount for bringing Kareem Jackson in. So they actually saved money by re-signing Kareem Jackson. So that move looks even better now in hindsight. But they also saved a few million by releasing Jake Martin, the reserve pass rusher, who there was maybe thought that he could come back. He will not be coming back. He signed with the Houston Texans over the weekend. So Broncos saved almost $5 million or added $5 million in cap space just about with those two moves alone. If Brandon McManus is a post-June 1 cut, that's another $3.75 million added into their overall cap space. So you're talking about potentially $8, 9000000 million in terms of available cap space that you've created over the last couple of weeks. Now, of course, you're going to have to use some of that to bring in a kicker and you're going to, you've also been signing your draft class, right? So right now the draft class, most of it probably not counting against your top 51 for everybody out there. Who's not necessarily familiar in terms of, you know, what is the top 51? What, how does this affect the overall cap space? Essentially you have 51 guys who count against the salary cap all off season. And it's those 51 most expensive deals on your roster 
rookies typically do not fit into that. And hey, potentially a kicker that you bring in, if you sign them to a two-year deal, they may not even count against your top 51 cap space at this point either. So what's going to happen here for the Broncos? I, I mean, I don't know, Cody. I don't know what they're scheming. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Could a lot of people want this to be a you know, sign that they are going to go after Dalvin Cook if he becomes available. I know we've mentioned that on the show before. They do have the funds to do that. Of course, the ownership has plenty of cash at its disposal to make that move happen. But can you create the cap space? Uh, the Broncos have kind of slowly but surely been pulling those strings to do that. So in addition to the kicker news being very intriguing, I think now the bigger roster picture of could the Broncos add to the D-line? Could they add another pass rusher? Could they add reserve offensive line could they add a running back they have the flexibility now to do pretty much whatever they want and i think it's important to maybe enter you know this period otas enter in training camp with that flexibility but it's even better like if you can enter the regular season with that much cap space and flexibility things kind of compound themselves a little bit especially as the nfl trade deadline approaches right because we expect denver probably will make some moves in terms of offsetting at least one or two guys during the NFL trade deadline this upcoming season, we don't know who that's going to be. There's obviously some speculation as to maybe what players it could be. But I also think we have to take a look at, okay, is Denver comfortable sitting with where they're at right now? Do they necessarily need to go out there and add another running back? I know that's been a conversation that you and I have had on previous episodes here, Lockdown Broncos, all the everydayers know about that. Offensive line depth. I mean, we talked about that at tackle specifically. Is there anybody out there that you want to go and spend money on right now? I mean, I'm not sure there there's anybody right now that's going to come in and make a big difference at this point, considering if they're still a free agent. But then again, it could be Dan Fleming, as we know, has not yet signed with another football team so far. He's an option out there that maybe could be, as we saw last year, another late bring back as we've seen in years past. So for me, I think Denver should maybe sit kind of, you know, stand pat. I mean, obviously you have to add a kicker, right? I think that's priority move number one right now for them. But do they need to add another position right now somewhere else? I I'm not necessarily sure they need to right now, but if they wanted to, as you mentioned, they could. They could, and they have that flexibility, and that's huge. So having that flexibility going into camp, anything happens, or you get a look at, let's say you go out to OTAs here, you get all these guys out on the field together, and after evaluating the roster all offseason, right, after building and assembling you now have the opportunity to see these guys on the field doing some football work together. And then you go watch the tape from the series of practices and you're like, you know what? We actually do need to go add somebody at this position or we could raise the floor at this position or we need better depth here. I don't think he's quite as far along as we thought. You know, you can look at every position with that critical eye. And there are some really good free agents available like I don't know why Yannick Ngakwe hasn't signed anywhere Cody but I mean I feel like that's a pretty well guaranteed 25 QB hits and maybe eight to ten sacks on somebody's roster just sitting out there in free agency George Payton by the way when he was with the Vikings was part of trading for Yannick Ngakwe at, at one point so I mean I'm just throwing these things out there because I think that you you create this cap space you get rid of an established veteran player Obviously, there has to be a plan in place after that. What are you going to do with that cap space? What are you going to do at kicker? What are you going to do to shore up these areas of the team if you don't feel good about them in the next couple of days? Because, and people, teams around the league, they're going to start filling up their roster, Cody, and the Broncos, if they're not quick to move, they might miss out. I'm very curious to see how fast the Broncos act. Obviously, we're recording this fresh off the news that Brandon McManus has been released by the Denver Broncos 
What will they do at kicker? We'll obviously find out here shortly. OTAs begin this week, obviously Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'll be able to attend practice on Thursday. We only get one practice viewing per week. So we get one this week, we get one next week, we get one the week after, and then it is mandatory minicamp which will open the floor a little bit more for us here. But there are there's a lot of things that we're going to cover. There are a lot of things we're going to discuss here on Lockdown Broncos in the coming days and weeks, not to mention previews heading into training camp. If you're an everyday listener, that's what you can expect here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But with that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. We appreciate you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day Every single day. Tomorrow's episode of the show, here's what you can expect. We're going to take a look at maybe some of the offensive position battles that could begin at OTAs, including Lloyd Cushenberry, Alex Forsyth. You'll get that and much more on tomorrow's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.